1: Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue View Post, the first round of the NFL Draft. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, and we are here to react to the Giants' selection of Kadarius Tony immediately following the 32nd pick in the first round of the NFL Draft. Folks, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. So this first round ended up actually being pretty eventful for the New York Giants. As they selected Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida, but for us to get there, it took a lot of, lot of action to happen before the Giants pick at 11. So some moves happen. The Dallas Cowboys end up orchestrating a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles of all teams, and then that puts the Giants in a spot where they decide to trade out at 11, all the way back to 20 for a first-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Sorry, and in and, um, and a fourth-round pick, rather, not a fifth-round pick, allowing the Chicago Bears to take Justin Fields. So, Chris, this is a, a trade that they moved out because there clearly wasn't anybody that they valued high enough to take there. Maybe they were interested in Micah Parsons but decided to not go in that direction. They moved back, and it actually works out pretty good for them because the Bears are a team that they could potentially have a top-10 pick next season if the Bears are bad this year.
2: Yeah, and I think how the bear season goes really defines the value of this trade. You know, the fourth round pick and fifth future, fifth round pick, those are, you know, nice for balancing the scales. You know, that makes up a little bit of value, but it really is about that future first round pick. If Justin Fields plays for the bears, the way he did Ohio state, there's the chance that they could do well in the NFC North. Yeah, the Bears don't have a terrible team. You know, their team isn't as bad as it might have seemed with, uh, we'll just say their previous quarterbacking situation. But Field is also a rookie quarterback, so there could be that learning curve. Yeah, he was second overall on Mark Schofield's big board for quarterbacks, but he was the what fourth quarterback taken, so you know, there could be a reason for him to slip to 11th overall. But you know, I, I remarked at the time, it, it's kind of funny that as much as we laughed about the Giants trading down, they that's what they wound up doing. But all it really took was kind of their worst case scenario of everyone they were interested in being gone.
1: And interestingly enough, this, this deal is actually very fruitful. I think some people might not really realize that they got a lot of value out of this trade. I was on a live stream with a former actually it was formerly a giant scout David Turner and he had his little chart up of, of draft pick value and before we even got word of the compensation, he was saying second round pick. that was what he assumed. So for them to get a first round, a fourth and a fifth provides significant value for this trade. So they move out of 11. They move all the way to 20 that bolsters their draft for next season. I was expecting them to be in a position at 20 to maybe go and get a linebacker still, or one of these edge players who are surprisingly still available. And of course, in typical giants fashion, it is a player that I am immediately disappointed with yet. At some point next season, I will be extremely excited about Kadarius Tony, the fast explosive receiver out of Florida I'm not a fan of the pick, Chris. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I I was hoping for some other positions to be addressed like edge, but instead they go to Darius Toney. I'm not entirely upset because it doesn't hurt to add a little bit of juice to your receiving group. It's just confusing because they spent a lot of money on receivers and none on edge, none on linebacker.
2: Yeah, I... I wasn't surprised to see them go wide receiver. I was surprised for it to be Tony. Just the fact that he has really only been a wide receiver for one season, you know, last season at Florida, he finally became a full-time wide receiver and he had himself a good season. Yeah. You know, maybe not amazing, you know, to the level of what Jalen Waddle was on track for before he got injured or what Devonte Smith had, Yeah. You know, I was actually kind of expecting the giants to go for Rashad Bateman who wound up going to the Baltimore Ravens because, you know, of of course the rich just stay rich, (laughs) but Bateman has a little bit more size. He had that monstrous 2019 season and he is a polished wide receiver. Tony is, he was a gadget player his first three years at Florida. In fact, I, I think he was listed as a utility player. So The Giants are going to have to get creative to get the most out of this pick.
1: Yeah, and I I think that part of the reason why I'm a little bit mixed on the pick because my immediate gut reaction, and it was similar to Andrew Thomas last year, my immediate gut reaction is, okay, this is a position that is one that could use an extra player, but is this the best available player at the position and that frustrated me at first, but then after thinking about it a little bit, okay, I don't hate it because he's a good athlete, he's explosive, he's somebody that you throw into the mix who isn't going to be a 10-catch player but rather has three catches, one of them ends up being on his best game, ends up being a 50- or a 60-yard reception. The Giants don't really have that type of explosive small player, and Kadarius Tony can be that. And the other layer to this why I was also frustrated with the pick is that – and it ends up working opposite of what I expected at the time of the 20th pick. I was saying how Aziz Ojolari and some of these other edge guys were going to be gone. Instead, really random names like Peyton Turner and Jason Owe and Joe Tryon end up going in the first round. I was thinking that Aziz Ojolari would be gone, and they passed on him. They passed on Jeremiah Usakoramoa, is still now available, when they could have ended up getting um, – Somebody like like Kadarius Tony, not exactly Kadarius Tony, in the second round. Maybe a Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore is still available. I, I just think that this is a very good receiver class. There's a lot of good day two guys. They could have waited to address the position instead of taking someone like this uh in the first round.
2: Yeah, agreed. And I I think it the Giants kind of ran into a bit of the same uh circumstances at the twentieth pick as they did at eleventh. You know I. I immediately tweeted out, "Yo, know, you know, I'm watching Elijah Vera Tucker for the Giants at 20. Well, then the Jets jump up and take Elijah Vera Tucker. Now I'm thinking, okay, you know, Christian Derrissaw, you know, get competition, maybe lock down the right tackle spot. Well, the Vikings take Christian Derisaw. Uh Now I'm looking at, you know, Edge. You know, I, everyone knows I love Jalen Phillips, and then Miami takes him. So it's, yeah, you, know, it, you could almost see the guy's the Giants could have been looking at when they jumped back from 11 as, you know, they're okay. This is our next tier of prospects and just see them come off the board one at a time.
1: Yeah. And right now we're, we're in a position here where the Giants surprisingly have the ability to select a number of players who I thought should have been taken at 20th overall. And that is something that we're going to talk about leading into day two. Before we do though, we're just going to take a really short commercial break.
3: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better.
1: So Chris, now the Giants are in a a really interesting spot because they end up passing on guys like Jock and Aziz Ojolari, who I, I spoke up very highly during this process, at 20th. And the teams picking after the Giants, for some reason, chose to go in not only a different direction of any of those players, but vastly different directions in terms of selecting some bizarre players specifically Peyton Turner being the most surprising of the picks going to the Saints so now the Giants could possibly get one of these first round graded players at 11th overall in the second round and heck something that we've seen Dave Gettleman do or the Giants do in general is maybe move up at the start of the second round in order to go get one of these highly valued players so that's very possible. But so who right now do you think is worth noting that's still available?
2: Well, I think the best player overall who is still on the board is probably Jock, your guy. Um, you know, we we got some questions actually earlier today, how we feel about him. And I, I had him down as a potential dark horse for 11th overall and a really good value if the Giants happen to trade down to this 17-20 area. So if he manages to stay on the board for another ten picks, down to forty-two, I, I for me, I I can't turn in that card fast enough.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah Uso-Koromo, I'm sprinting to the uh, to the podium to get that pick in. The Giants need a linebacker that doesn't necessarily resolve the edge situation, but y- you get an elite athlete that is considered to be a-, a hybrid linebacker, and maybe you need to trade up to go get him. I think Jock might end up being one of the first players picked. He could very well be pick thirty-three. Uh, At this point in the draft, if it's not maybe Tevin Jenkins, there are some interior guys that are now on the board. Wyatt Davis, Tevin Jenkins is somebody who could be a candidate to bump inside. Um, And then the other thing, too, that comes into play are the edge players. Chris, you know, Joseph Asai is still on the board and there's potential for Aziz Ojalary to maybe continue to slide as there are some concerns apparently with a with a knee injury.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely paying attention to Ojolari and Osai. Also, maybe uh, Kinsey Rocha, who had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. We know Joe Judge was at that Miami Pro Day, and Rocha had a good performance at that Pro Day. So he could be a guy to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Since this is the Giants, we have to mention Christian Barmore. They... just lost an Alabama defensive tackle. They love drafting defensive tackles in the second round. And Barmore was our one guy we thought could go in the first, so he could have value for them there.
1: Yeah, there are there is some pretty interesting value. And, and again, that's something that we were kind of hinting at before the show when we were getting ready. That's something that the Giants have had sometimes been in a position for in the past, and especially recently, where... They might have gone in a, in, a, in a strange direction with their first pick, but come second round, they were still able to get a guy that was graded as a late first rounder on a lot of people's boards that they're now available. So they could very well put themselves in a position to get super good value out of these two picks. And I kind of see Kadarius Toney and I'm, this isn't really me trying to pull him down any further because I think that he could end up being a good offensive weapon. Kadarius, Tony, and whoever they end up selecting could basically them having two two high-quality early second-round picks on their roster.
2: Yeah, and if the Giants do happen to land Ojolari and he is healthy or if they get Jock, yeah. We could be at a a situation where we look at it and say, "Okay, well, they got their first round pick in the second round and their second round pick in the first round. Like if if the Giants had gotten Kadarius Toney at 42, we would say that's great value. And, you know, I know of a few people, uh, Nick, first among them, who would have signed the Giants up for Ojolari at 11th overall.
1: Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And that, that was a discussion that we were having during this draft process is that the Giants very well could have taken Aziz Ojolari second overall, but apparently the NFL is not valuing him as high as a lot of the media analysts were valuing him. So that is a, a wrench that is being tossed into the equation even further um, is Ojolari sliding, and that could ultimately help out the Giants. And, and we're going to end up seeing what happens with this pick if they decide to... End up taking Ojolari, or maybe moving up to go and get Jeremiah Usukoramoe. We will be providing end of day two analysis, like we did with this show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Hit the subscribe button. Head to BigBlueView.com and follow us on social media at Big View. Talk to you tomorrow, folks, and enjoy the rest of your night.